today's episode of the Tax Chick Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Amanda Doucette. I am a tax lawyer living and working in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada, and I am so excited that you decided to click play on this episode. I started this podcast back in August 2020 because I wanted to share all the fun conversations that I was having about tax with the world. And in March of this year, I'm going to be releasing the first episode of season four of the podcast. And it is so crazy to think that I have already completed um, three whole seasons. My husband is busy working on new intro and outro music, which will be incorporated into season four at some point this year. So stay tuned. And I've also been gathering some feedback over the last couple of months about your podcast preferences and in particular, uh, what length of podcast you like to listen to. Overwhelmingly, um, I heard that people really like the 10 to 15 minute short episodes. Um, They like them for their commute. They like them for when they're doing dishes. And then they also like to have guest episodes that are no longer than 30 minutes. And so for this upcoming season, I'm going to be sprinkling in some solo episodes of just me. They're a little bit shorter. And I'm going to be really focusing on trying to get my guest episodes to the 30 minute mark. I think that's a little bit more manageable for everyone's time and schedule. So that is the plan. Please sign up for my newsletter if you want to stay up to date on everything that's happening. Um, If you've been following along, you know I'm in the middle of pretty much a major rebrand. I'm I'm overhauling my website. I'm reorganizing my blog posts and kind of figuring out what the tax check is going to look like for 2023 and beyond. So stay tuned. Um, I will be releasing information through my newsletter as to when all of these great resources are going to be available. Now, in my last episode, I was gearing up to head to Toronto for the ATAP conference, which I attended. It was awesome. I was speaking on tax remedies, so things you can do outside of just filing a notice of objection. And I had the chance to meet some fellow tax chicks in person for the first time, which was so exciting. So I met Jamie Monty and we recorded a fun video um, on how to keep your cool during an audit, which Jamie has posted um, to her various sites. I'll be posting um, this week as well. You can uh, check out the link to the video in the show notes, and you can also check out our Instagram accounts for more details. So Jamie can be uh, reached at at Jamie, J-A-M-I period Monty, M-O-N-T-E, and I am tax.chick, C-H-I-C-K. I also had some of the best Lebanese food I think I've ever had. My other tax chick friend, Shruthi, kindly picked me up and drove me into Oakville um, to have a wonderful meal. Thank you so much, Shruthi, for your hospitality. And it was great to meet you. It was great to meet Vivek in person. Um, Shruthi and Vivek were previously guests on the podcast, so really cool to to meet them. I'm going to link this restaurant in the show notes because it was so good. I think it's a new must um, the next time that I am in that area. So one of the pieces of the presentation that I did in Toronto um, was on the topic of old tax debt. And I didn't know if this was really an issue that actually mattered to a lot of people, but it turns out this seems to be a problem that a lot of people are dealing with. And since I came back from Toronto, I've had a few client calls about it and I feel like when I talk about something, you know, three times in the span of two weeks, it probably means it's impacting a few people and it's, it's time to have a chat about it. So I thought I would pop on and do a really quick um, solo episode talking about old tax debt, what to do about it, um, what options are available and and maybe how to approach it because it is a bit of a dinosaur in terms of, of how to, how to deal with it 
um, when it's so, so, so old. So if we think about a bit of a situation, which I think is, is maybe an easier way to approach a solution, think about a person um, who had some sort of an incident, either you know a major illness, maybe a car accident, um, death of a loved one, back in like the late 1980s. And this happened to have occurred around the time that you know tax returns were filed. And that particular year, the tax return had an amount owing of $1,000. But because of these circumstances, the debt never got paid. The person just got overwhelmed by everything that was going on in their lives. They filed their return, but forgot to pay the amount of tax that was owing. And this isn't a situation where somebody was a T4 employee and and it was filled out improperly. This is like a a self-employed person or someone who had outside income that wasn't properly uh, paid for. So every five years or so, this person would get kind of a random call from CRA Uh, saying, uh, hey, you have this tax debt owing, but can never really provide much detail to the individual. And sometimes the refunds in later years would be taken with no explanation. Uh, Sometimes there would be, you know, GST credits that would be taken. And then other times, you know, the client would phone to Canada Revenue Agency and say, you know, I want to get a handle on what this debt is and would be told, oh, you don't have any outstanding debt. Now, this is the story that I've, I've heard a few times um, in the last the last month or so. And ironically, on one of them, I actually phoned CRA myself and tried to get some information on the tax debt. And the first response that I got was, oh, there's no tax debt. So it, it turns out if your tax debt is like really old, it, it sometimes doesn't show up on CRA's initial computer system. And so that creates a bit of a problem when you're phoning in to get some information. It's also not going to show up on your My Account or your My Business account easily. And I thought it might be helpful to talk about some of the approaches that I've taken and some of the ideas that I've brainstormed with my colleagues about how to approach this issue. Because, of course, a $1,000 issue in 1989 is now like a $25,000 issue in 2023 because of compound interest. And so this becomes a bit of a, a bit of a pickle. The, the first thing I think is important to do when you have a really old tax debt is you have to get your arms around the initial problem and you have to get your arms around exactly how much has been paid to date. The only way to do that is to get Canada Revenue Agency to send an actual paper statement of account, a detailed one. And you'll want to get a copy of that going back to as early as you think you need. So, you know, if I've got a tax debt that I think arose in 1989, I'll usually ask for a statement of account back to, you know, January 1, 1988 to as close as they can give me. CRA will only issue these in paper and they will only issue them to the actual taxpayer. They won't send them to you as an advisor and it takes a bit. So it might take five to six weeks to get this particular type of document issued. But then once you have it, it will give you a line by line detail of every garnishy payment, every refund that's been applied, every interest calculation, and then each of the notices of assessment going back to 1988, 1989, whatever you asked for, and whether or not they were paid, whether or not there was tax owing or there was a refund and how everything was applied. That is really important for you know, two big reasons. I mean, one, so that you can figure out a how much tax how much interest and how much has been paid, which are helpful predictions to have for the client. But
But then also, because there are these limitation periods on collection that exist within the Income Tax Act, and I'm finding it's fairly rare that CRA misses one of these limitation periods because I think they're tracking them in their system, but it's still good to take a moment and check because if they are falling into then one of those limitation periods, that's an extra argument that you can use to deal with an old tax debt. The, the tax debt collection rules are, I'm going to break my rule here. I'm going to say a section of the Income Tax Act. It's in section 222 of the Income Tax Act. Essentially, it sets out when the Minister of National Revenue, the, the head of CRA, is allowed to collect on tax debt. We know they're not allowed to take collection action after a notice of assessment's been issued. You get 90 days to decide whether you're going to fight about it or not and file a notice of objection. And they're supposed to hold off on trying to collect from you during that period of time. And then we also know that if debt sits for too long, they also potentially can't collect. So previously, the general rule in the legislation was that if there was a six-year period of time that collection action had not been taken, the tax debt was typically statute barred. However, in the early 2000s, there was a big case at the Supreme Court of Canada, which ended up having a very favorable result for the taxpayer and dealt with really old tax debt. And as a result of that decision, the, the federal government changed the legislation. And now what they said is, is if you looked at the date of March the 4th of 2004, and if on that date there was a tax debt from some previous year that was owing, a new time clock started. And it didn't really matter what happened prior to that or how much collection action is taken prior to that. It was that if it was due and owing at that date, at that point in time, a new limitation period started, and it was now a 10-year limitation period. And there were a number of things that can restart that 10-year clock. So if CRA takes collections action, which includes if they garnish the accounts, it includes if they apply refunds, and it also can be restarted if a taxpayer voluntarily makes a payment. And so if you see those things happening within a 10-year period, that clock is automatically restarted. So it's good to kind of take a peek first, look at this uh, statement of account, see if, if by some happenstance you happen to fall into some of these limitation periods. Great. Um, if not, okay, we still have really old tax debt and we probably still have very spotty collections action. So there may still be some other options that might be available. The first thing that I would look at is whether or not we can get any kind of relief from interest. And we know that there are some provisions in the Income Tax Act, and they're, they're typically referred to as the taxpayer relief provisions. And one of the main things that you can do is you can ask CRA or ask the Minister of National Revenue to forgive interest and to forgive some penalties. And in order to fit under those, those rules, you have to fit under certain categories. Things like really severe illness, um, if there's some sort of natural disaster. So when we had big flooding in Calgary many years ago, that counted. There was some relief provided during the pandemic um, for COVID-related related measures. There's also a category that talks about financial hardship, but it's important to remember that financial hardship means something very different to Canada Revenue Agency than it often means to us. They're very detailed forms that need to be filled out. And, and you basically need to be almost at the stage where you're homeless for that particular category to apply. But taxpayer relief 
is discretionary. You ask for it. You may not get it. There are various processes to appeal that decision, but it's a fairly easy process. There's an easy form to fill out and there's information that can be provided. And I'll put the link to the form in the show notes, but it only goes back 10 years. And so when you've got interest that's accruing back to 1988 or 1989, taxpayer relief is not going to get you all the way. And so one of the things that I've been suggesting and and I've been trying myself when we have this old debt is not just filing taxpayer relief, but also picking up the phone and having a conversation with collections. And don't underestimate the power of doing that because you can then break down all the payments that have been made to date, which I guarantee you are much more than the original tax debt. And you can also explain that you're filing a taxpayer relief application to get some interest relief and then see whether or not it's going to be possible to maybe do some form of a set off uh, in terms of the amounts that have been paid and how those amounts can be applied to get the taxpayer down to a zero balance. If you're not successful in your negotiations with CRA or and or in using taxpayer relief, the one other potential option that might be available is something called a remission order. And a remission order is not talked about very often. Um, it is. It does not have a prescribed form. It does not have a section in the Income Tax Act that you can look to. It is essentially a request of, in this case, it would be the Minister of National Revenue, to forgive not only interest, but also the tax itself. And again, the taxpayer needs to show that they fit under certain circumstances or qualifications. And remission orders... There's no public database that tracks them or explains who gets a remission order and who doesn't. But because there's no prescribed form, it's actually fairly inexpensive to request one. And it's, it's a good chance or opportunity to maybe see if you can deal with some really old tax debt, especially if there have been payments that have been made throughout the years. So I wanted to provide some of those things as like food for thought if you happen to have a file um, sitting on your desk with some old tax debt or if you might personally have some old tax debt that you're struggling with the key is you have to get your arms around what the debt is where it came from if it's correct and what payments have been made to date you want to look to see if there's any limitation periods that haven't been met by cra in their attempts to collect And then you want to start to try to whittle down the amounts by looking at potentially taxpayer relief, discussions with collections, and maybe even a remission order. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and for your support of the podcast. Um, If you never want to miss an episode, make sure you subscribe to my newsletter, but also please um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you like to listen to your podcast episodes, and then you'll make sure that you are the first to know when there's a new episode available. Feel free to reach out to the podcast at gmail.com if you have any ideas for future podcast episodes or things that you would like me to touch on in the podcast or the blog or any of my social media. Um, please follow me on Instagram. My handle is at tax.chick. Every now and then I post a fun reel or, or something of, of interest that you might find funny or gives you a bit of a chuckle. And I also give a little bit of insight into my day-to-day, um, both my, my work as a partner in a law firm and also, of course, my personal life and my travels and time with my husband. Stay tuned because a new episode is coming out in March and this one will have a guest so you won't just be listening to me for a period of time. I don't want to release too much information about the topic yet, but stay tuned on my social media to learn more. Please note that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast episode belong solely to the speaker 
and are not necessarily the views of the speaker's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. In addition, the information provided and discussed in this podcast episode is not legal advice. We encourage you to consult with your legal advisor for specific advice.